Welcome to the Gals Guide Podcast. Join us on an adventure to get to know famous and infamous women from around the world. Each of our presenters has a pick. Is she ancient history? Is she breaking news? Is she safe for work? Well, that's up to each presenter. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. To Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people, please be aware that this podcast contains the names and images of deceased persons. Welcome back. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by Leah, Bonnie, and Barb, sharing our Australian gal pet pick. Bonnie already talked about Julia Gillard, and Barb shared with us about Edith Cohen. Um, But before we dive back in, I would like to get to know something random about our gal pals. I would like to know if any of you have ever tried a Vegemite sandwich. I can sing about Vegemite sandwiches. <laughs> Look at that. I can, I can. Is that also a Men at Work song? I'm trying to remember, but yes. Yes. <laughs> I have never had a Vegemite sandwich. Do you guys know what it is? It's a spread, right? Made out of? Vegemite. Yeast. Yeast. Oh, I eat a lot of yeast. Nutritional yeast. Right, right. Exactly. How have I not had? Bunny. Wow. <laughs> it is brown. It is very brown. Have, have you seen had it? it? I've yes. seen it. Did you love it? Hot take on Vegemite sandwiches. I had it. I need a retake. Yes. Because I had a little bit once when I was in middle school, we did the people to people student ambassador program. I remember that. Australia. Yes. And that was like before we went, they had some Vegemite on. I think we just had on like a cracker. Okay. Gotcha. There you go. Weedabix maybe. like everything. But I guess there's a particular way you're supposed yes. to have it to make it taste good. Yeah. I don't think putting it on like a rich cracker. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it's not correct. the way to go. That is not the okay. way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like so I know they put on like a lot of stuff. I think you should have like butter. Yes. And Vegemite. So it's supposed to be, uh, you're kind of, uh, the bread can vary and the bread can be toast, but generally it's not toasted, but it is a slabbing of butter first. And then it's the, the yeast paste. Uh, we're, I'm laughing and smiling that you can't see on the podcast because we're actually going to have it our first Friday. We're going to have, uh, Vegemite sandwiches (laughs) for people to try so they can try some of this either butt of the joke or interesting, you know, uh, what is this sandwich, you know, what is this taste and be like, try some yeasted bread. Have you previewed it? I have not because it's supposed to arrive today from Amazon. There's also an, so England has Marmite. It is Mm -hmm. basically the English version of Vegemite and they are very, they have the same bottling and stuff like that. Those are the two difference. Barb, you were going to say? So is it different flavors? I mean, are there different, it's just 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 yeast. Okay. Just okay. Yeast. Well, it's usually, kinda, like you could dress it so it's up supposed and to be like, put something in it. I mean, you when, can, when we use nutritional <laughs> yeast, yes, it's supposed to be cheesy. So yes. is it supposed to be cheesy or is it more savory. like roasty, nutty? Um, I, that's savory. the part where I'm wondering how much on the savory step. I think you guys can all tell I haven't yeah. tried it. Yeah, and I've tried a lot of foods. I love nutritional yeast, so I'm actually really excited to kind of try it, especially with and the butter, butter makes aspect. everything better. Yes, it does. They eat um, in Iceland this hard dried fish. Ooh, yes, it's very potent smelling yeah um but when you eat it you can or you should or you you could lots of people do dip it in softened butter oh yeah, so yeah. Like oh. yep <laughs> you dip butter anything in butter, butter right yeah, and then it's yeah mm-hmm. yep so i can nice. see how that might work that's Looking very interesting it. yeah i mean it's a savory treat instead of a um a sugary or crunchy mm, yes. treat yeah. is the idea of having okay. that variation so this, would this be like yeah. a lunchtime sandwich delight or at any time it's at any time you know how we 
have that phase in our lives where we have ramen and tuna fish because we can't afford much else. Yeah. It's a staple diet. So Vegemite is like always available. It's always in that it'll last a very long time. So even if it's not necessarily like super affordable as the bottle, it'll, you buy it once. (laughs) It's in your cabinet. Like you have it when you need it to eat something. If you encounter a six foot four man from Brussels. Right. Full of muscles. (laughs) He will give you the Vegemite sandwich. And I, I will, will keep lightly my accept. eyes open on Friday. <laughs> yes, then I, I wouldn't mind a six foot four man from I Brussels. Know. We'll see what we can do. I mean, we did order from Amazon. <laughs> I don't know what the add on. I'm sure was. they have it at that. I want to call it Trader Joe's. It's not Trader Joe's. The oh, thing cost- out in Ohio. Oh, Jungle Gems. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure it would we, be there. Yep, exactly. They probably have it at um, international market. Yeah, because that just opened there across Saraga. from. Saraga, across yep. from the Costco Saraga. in Castleton. They have Vegemite yeah. and Marmite. Marmite. Your Meyer will have Marmite because they have a British section. But they don't so. have Vegemite. I've but they never don't have Vegemite. I always think it is, but then I look closely and it's Marmite. But oh, it might be because I really think it's also there too. But is it the Marmite wasn't. in that yellow yeah. can? That... Yeah, it's like a brown oval, but a yellow, bright yellow uh, top and then a yellow and red labeling yeah. they look so close to the same so i'm excited yeah it's, it's yeah. kind of like their peanut butter they yeah. just kind of put it on everything yeah exactly it, it, it does not look excited to know appetizing why. <laughs> it's very squeamish yeah it's... for a bunch of middle schoolers to try and eat that everyone was like <laughs> that's yeah, so yeah. fun or i would also say it's equivalent to italians and nutella it's a, it's a pride thing it's a staple it can be put on anything and it's I mean, okay. my children are like obsessed with Nutella. So Nutella is yeah. yummy. Yes, maybe, maybe Vegemite. Well, is. maybe it is. So <laughs> maybe I guess maybe I'll have to show up and I, give this a try. I will also say, if this is fair, I, I also like haggis. So I don't. I don't know that I've ever had mm, haggis. Oh, okay. Either. What is haggis? You don't want to know. No, no, no. Don't. No, no, no. You don't want to. It's a Scottish <laughs> delicacy. <laughs> it's organ meat. Is it, it is tasty. You think it's tasty? Yes. Have you? <laughs> I have not had. Bonnie was shaking I, her head violently. No, I don't, because the process of it is horrible. I have out the memory of what it is. Like I know it's some kind of like, or it's like it's everything put into a thing. Yeah, it's like a thing stuffed within a thing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay, it's like a sheep's stomach. Okay. Yeah, there's lots of animals. All right, it's tasty. <laughs> well, if we can recover from that, Sorry. so so yeah, far, that's my, and that's why I wanted to say. So I'm not a judge of food, I obviously. Okay. 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 Right. There you go. That's so, where I am too. That's there, where I am too. too. So, all right, there's steps. <laughs> Yum. Well, can you pass me the peanuts? No, I'm just <laughs> you can have my nuts bar. But <laughs> <laughs> you say the sweetest things I know. No. Katie, who do you have for us? <laughs> Well, if all of you have already listened to Barb's uh, previous podcast, I have another money honey for you. Another woman who graces uh, the monetary, what is it? They do call them dollars. They do. Yeah. 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 The Australian dollars. The Australian dollars. Um, She's actually on the uh, 20. 
look at that. Very yeah, nice. She very nice. Is um, I like these money ladies, and their money's so pretty too. Oh, it's I'm really gorgeous. drawn yeah. when yeah. I go to mm-hmm. a different country. Yes. with looking at their colorful. money. I swear, every country has prettier money than we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. colorful, and pretty, right? I mean, I I'm used even... to the green, but mm. right, and, and more women on money. Yes, right. Always helpful too. Yeah, or because it's one of the countries I've been to in Iceland, most of their money has fish, like sea. I mean, that makes sense. On them, yeah, well, it's it an island. Sense, They're super cute. I get it. But anyway, <laughs> if you don't already know, because you don't live in Australia, uh, on the twenty dollar is twenty dollar note is uh, Mary Ryby. Uh-huh. Okay. So, have any of you heard that name before? No, no, she's not. She would probably like if you live in Australia, you'd be like, oh, Mary Ryby. See. There Quite right, but she's yes. also on your stinking money. <laughs> right, well, there's that. That helps. Right? That helps. So that yeah. might. Mm-hmm. Okay. We still knew who Andrew Jackson is, and we really shouldn't. Right? <laughs> because he's on our stupid money. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mary Ryby, um, she was born in, on May 12th, 1777. Ooh. She was actually born oh, wow. in England in Lancashire. Gotcha. Um, so she was English born merchant, ship owner, and trader. Who was originally transported to Australia as a convict? Ooh, what the convict! Heck? And then after gaining her freedom, uh, <laughs> she was viewed yeah. by her community later on in life as a role model and became a legendary businesswoman. Yes! Love in it. the colony. Beautiful. So very interesting story mm-hmm. she has. Um, and she was born what year? She was born in 1777. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I know, right? She's a busy lady. Um, so she was actually baptized Molly Haydock. Okay. And I never okay. found out why Molly became Mary. <laughs> I just have to assume yeah. that since everybody at that time period was called Mary or Elizabeth, right, right. she just decided to go with the crowd <laughs> and switch it up to Mary because that's maybe, all I got. Unfortunately, maybe everybody called her that. So maybe. she's like, fine, Possibly. we'll just go with Possibly, that. Possibly, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't have a lot of information about her formative years, her growing mm-hmm. up. But I'm going to guess that it wasn't a happy story because she did lose both of her parents. Um, She was then taken in by her grandmother. I don't know how long, right? Edith. Well, it sounds like Edith's grandma gave her room to blossom and was cared for. And I don't know if Mary's grandmother was not kind or what their situation was like. um, But her grandmother did end up sending her into service. Oh, okay. When she was very quite young. Um, because from what I've read, she went into service and then when she was in service, uh, she ran away and was arrested for stealing a horse. And at that time she was 14 years old. Oh my gosh. Um, so when she stole the horse, she was disguised as a boy and going under the name of James Burrow. And she was. Good name. Right? (laughs) Um, she protested at her trial or however it was preceded at that time. Um, that she had only borrowed the horse so that she could get home. Oh, yeah, fair. And I, I did. Maybe I dug in too deep, but I was like, she made the name Burrow. Sounds like Borrow. I was like, I, I think she's pure of heart. Yeah. I'm just going to give it to her. But yeah, sure, sure. Maybe. Maybe. Right. Um, so she was originally sentenced to death for oh stealing the horse God. at 14. At 14? Oh my they gosh! Take That's horse thievery. I guess so. Very seriously. This is what Edith fought against <laughs> right. all those years later. <laughs> there was um, a precedent. <laughs> so she, thank, thankfully, right, right, it yes. was uh, her sentencing was changed to seven years of transportation. Okay, gotcha. to Sydney, Australia. Oh yeah. And it was apparently I don't have any background on this either, but it was apparently after 
she was sentenced was when they realized she was a girl. So oh. she went through her whole trial as James oh Burrow. Wow. But was still sent to Australia. Right. Um, so she actually arrived in Australia about a year later after her crime. Okay. Um, and she was assigned as a nursemaid to in the lieutenant governor's house there okay. in Sydney. Okay. Gotcha. Well, that seems like that could have been the best possible. Right. Because, I, I mean, I really don't know that much about transportation. Trans. Okay. Transportation, I guess that's what it's called. That sounds so weird to say, doesn't it? it Being sent be... to Australia for your crimes. I mean, I right. knew it could be yes. more of like exile. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like, you know, I would assume that you were sent there and you were in prison. Yeah. Also, However, it sounds like ship. work, yes, yeah. working positions. Right. If they were sending the you from uh, England to Australia, that probably would have been months of voyages. So you might have to work the ship while you were yeah, kind of like a being convicted over yeah, oh god, and exiled yeah. <laughs> um, but she she was assigned that position, and I mean, basically to me that sounds like she was an indentured servant. Yes, yeah. Yeah. she was forced to work there. She didn't have freedom. That was part of her yeah. sentence. Yeah. Um, however, after her time, um, in serving her sentence, she remained in Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, she met Thomas Ryby. And he was a junior officer on the store ship Britannia. Uh -huh. um, I wish I knew more of the story about this one. But according to online, it says, many sources online, it said um, that he proposed to marry multiple times before <laughs> she accepted his proposal. Mm -hmm. um, and at that point, she was 17 years old. Oh, oh my gosh. well, I mean, have him ask a couple still... of times then. Right. Yeah, right? 17. Right. <laughs> right. Still a time period. Yes. Um, <laughs> So he, he was an Irishman, actually, and super oh. ambitious. Yeah. Um, and so he eventually started his own shipping business, mm -hmm. um, getting land and shipping from Hawkesbury River um, to Sydney, kind of an okay. in-between there. Neat. And he nice. expanded that business. Um, but he also, he was, he was away a lot um, because it was a cargo bu business. And once he expanded, he started going abroad as well. So when he was abroad, Mary took over the business and ran Running things. From, yeah. um, she also, it sounded like, worked as a hotel manager. Yeah. That well, would make sense. Especially yeah. if you were near water. Right. To have a all hotel those, stop. All yeah. those ships coming in. Exactly. Right. So they were buying property, expanding, adding ships. Um, he started trading with coal, cedar, furs, and skins. Um, he also had a partner join so that they could start um, extending their business into the base strait and oh, the Pacific okay. Islands and then no. into China and India. Um, so you can tell kind of from some of that information that he had he had acquired, he had amassed a large business with yes. varied interests. Yes. Um, so unfortunately, Thomas became ill and he oh. died um, in April of 1811. Oh. Um, a month later, his business partner also died. Oh my oh. gosh! So at that point, Thanks to her then, yeah. Oh wow! So Mary assumed sole responsibility yeah. of all of wow. the business enterprises and their seven children. Oh yes, <laughs> I mean that checks. Whew! <laughs> yes, good I gracious! Mean, he comes back, right? And what's going to happen when he comes back before he's gone for months and months and months? Yeah. Baby making. <laughs> so seventeen years of marriage, and I they've built up their business. Yes. Had, had seven kids. Oh, seven yes. kids. Seven yes. kids. Wow. And now mm -hmm. she's left to handle all of that on yeah. her own. Um, and she absolutely killed it. Nice, perfect. She expanded his business. She added two more ships. She got into property buying in Sydney. Um, so if you visit Sydney and you see a lot of the old historic buildings there yeah a lot of them were actually purchased and uh built by mary 
So awesome. including um, the first bank, um, she was one of six people that uh, founded the first uh, the Bank of New South Wales. Oh, nice. Oh, and it was actually one of her yeah. houses, the Marquee Place. Oh. where that was established originally. Well, if you had a whole bunch of money, I mean, what better than to build a bank around it? Right. <laughs> um, and then the cool yeah. thing is <laughs> that this bank still exists but has a new name. It's called Westpac. Oh, okay. And one of the cool, one of the most fabulous things I learned about her um, is that that bank that she founded, now Westpac, every year gives a Mary Ryby grant to a non-for-profit organization that enables opportunities for disadvantaged women. Oh, keeping nice. her legacy alive. And what a legacy. I mean, That's she funny. was in her heyday in the very early 1800s. 1800s. Yeah. yeah. And there's still uh, grants being given out in her name. I mean, yeah. she's still on money as well. Yeah. So she definitely had an impact on yes. Sydney. Um, definitely had an impact on the look of Sydney. With a lot of the buildings, yeah. and, and right, I'm talking, she bought entire book. streets. Ooh, nice of Sydney. So she was a powerhouse. Good for her. Good for her. Um, so in 1820, she returned to England for a visit of uh, her hometown right, with her two changed. daughters. <laughs> right. Um, apparently, when she arrived in Lancashire, she was received with interest and admiration. Oh, because yeah. she returned rich. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what it takes, guys. <laughs> Note to self. <laughs> no, I mean her her social standings in Australia, her wealth. Um, her legacy had definitely yeah. trickled the way into English society, knowing who she was and uh-huh. as well. So she was very much came back to the fanfare versus leaving as a 14-year-old horse thief. Right. Right. So that's quite a journey, there. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also was story. cracking up because talk about trying to be able to create your own story and your own legacy. <laughs> so she came back after being in England for a year. So she came back in 1821. And then on the 1828 census, when asked to describe her condition, she described that she uh, came free in 1821. Oh, oh, there you go. Instead of describing her, you know, her original origins (laughs) story, it came free. (laughs) Free of her own. Well, that was not a lie. Yeah, she just secondary arrived. She omitted some details. So that one cracked me up a little bit. But apparently um, she was also, while juggling all these children and businesses, very attentive to charitable works and education. Um, in 1825, she was appointed one of the governors of the Free Grammar School. Nice. Um, and then when she was around 50 years old, um, she started to retire to step back from her business. Started to. Um, absolutely. <laughs> um, and at that point, she devoted more of herself to her different causes. Um, nice. She also uh, built her house in Newtown, Sydney, where she lived until her death in May of 1855. She died of pneumonia at 78 years old. Gotcha. Another um, another long life. Yeah. Though. Very good. But her house still stands. Um, I tried to look up if you can like tour it. Yeah. But I wasn't seeing anything about you being able to do that, but you can walk by it. There's a lot of famous structures. There's one called uh, Fig Tree House in Sydney. That was one of the houses she and her husband built. Um, She also has a memorial in the Pioneer Memorial Park in Botany Cemetery for her. So um, she also has been written about in at least three novels based on her life. Ooh. 
probably one of the most popular ones is called Sarah Dane, and it's actually a fictionalized account of her life kind of based on it. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't be one you'd want to read if you wanted all of the exact facts of her life because gotcha. they invent a second romance later on. Um, so it's it's loosely factual. Gotcha. But it was also made into a TV miniseries in 1982. Oh, cool. Ah. So um, a more accurate novel to read would just be Mary Ribey by Kathleen Pullen. Okay. Um, the other thing I want to share about her lasting legacy is that there is um, a there's also named in her honor the Ribe Institute, which is a not-for-profit research center which provides insight and exploration of Australian women's leadership issues. Love it. Oh, love it. I love that that exists. Right? <laughs> in any country. That's amazing. Right? Neat. It exists in Australia and named yes. after Mary Ribe. Yeah. I like how the advocacy has been a theme through all of the yeah. all of the women that we've talked about today. Right? Yeah. So that's awesome. Very Absolutely. cute. I like it. I like it. I wondered if the uh, the Australian convict colony was going to come up in any of the histories because it just yeah. it it always has been an interesting history to me because I see the reinvention. Mm-hmm. And I see the cool and amazing and thoughtful people that come out of that. Um, right. Also, I lived in Savannah for a while, which was also a convict colony. Oh. And that town really was built after being a convict colony of let's plan out the city. Let's make this a completely new thing. And they're yeah. so proud of what was built out of that, that they're like, well, we'll joke that it was a convict colony and it was a debtor's prison and things like that. But they know that it's so embedded if they didn't have that, they wouldn't have the amazing people that they had. Yeah. So, right. um, yeah. So I, I I watch a lot of Australian documentaries, and I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> Definitely. I, I think it. her story is, I don't know, just that whole journey mm-hmm. to go from having so little power to being having the power to be able to help people and make a change and affect you know sydney as it became a large city yes um it's just incredible and it's a good reason to be on the money because then you're a reminder of that (laughs) she's a money honey i don't know i just really like that i do like the idea of the money money, honey honey. i think that that should become a thing i mean like as but is she a money honey honey? is right right (laughs) like if we had bingo cards that people could play (laughs) at home is she on one of the bingo cards money honey (laughs) i've been wondering since you said her trading went all the way up into China. Yeah, I know. Pirate. Yeah. <laughs> she was living at the same time. As Shang-Chi? As Shang-Chi. So I'm wondering oh. if Shang-Chi ever got one of her ships. Oh, yes. And they, like, knew about each other. Oh. That would be. I mean, if nothing right? else, I can see the historical fiction novel. Right. <laughs> Based upon right. the idea of Friends what to if. lovers. Yes, please. <laughs> I love Shang-Chi. I think enemies to lovers. <laughs> Just saying, if you're taking a ship. I know, right? Exactly. It's a good trope. Yeah, yeah, very true. (laughs) Well, any other questions? I'm going to steal your ship, and then I'm going to steal your heart. (laughs) Right. Good one. (laughs) It's ladies supporting ladies. You know, stealing (laughs) stealing other ladies thing. too fun no. that's fun that was a fun one that era that's that era is i mean it's just surprising right? that yeah. she was born in the 1700s and mm-hmm. what she was able to accomplish that's fantastic yeah and having it still exist today yes. and yes. still still doing good stuff well in sydney i mean that's one of the cities that you think of it's the yeah you know it's the most mm-hmm. popular city i think when i think yeah. of australia yeah, and that she's you know she had her Help mm-hmm. found so much of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Staked so, your claim, if you will. Yes. <laughs> so now. Made her mark on the I want to go. 
even more than See, I did yeah. before. Find some of your architecture. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sweet. Right, yes. Then wrap I'll wrap us, us up. up. Right. Yes. That wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week when another Australian is picked to share as Gal's Guide podcast continues. Thanks for listening. Want to learn about more women of history? Gal's Guide opened a unique women's history lending library. Come visit and explore our collection. Learn more at galsguide.org. Thanks for listening.